Hello everybody and welcome to this week's podcast, Tea Time with me, Megan. And me, Charlie. And this week, again, we are very, very lucky to have a very special guest joining us. Hi, Michelle. Hi. So, what beverage are we drinking this week? Let's start with you, Charlie. I'm boring this week and I haven't got one, but I'm going, just for all of you, for all our listeners, just imagine me drinking the tears of every baby drag queen out there. Okay, that's what, <laughs> just, that's what, that's what I'm drinking, okay? Oh, what about you, Michelle? Well, my drink today is this pink liquid that I don't know the name of, so it could be <laughs> unhealthy. But either way, let's stay hydrated and drink whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear me. And what are you drinking, Megan? I'm back to unhealthy this week. I'm drinking a Monster Punch, Pacific Punch. (laughs) Pacific Punch, yeah. So, as I said, we have a very special guest, Michelle, with us. And I'm going to let you talk about yourself, Michelle, however long you like. Just let our listeners know who you are, what you do, whether you charge for shit, you do you, okay? Um, Well, I went to uni with these guys and uh, I'm a painter and I work mainly on canvas. And although you can't see me right now, I have this huge painting behind me, which is one of my favorite (laughs) paintings. Um, It's like blue with a bunch of, how would you describe it, guys? It's like a montage of like shape and silhouette and blue and paint yeah i was gonna say geometric shapes i can Mm -hmm. see butterflies i believe butterflies or leaves yeah but it's beautiful it's like a blue mountain range with glorious fairy lights hanging all around it it's like glowing the fairy lights were my own touch i thought i recently (laughs) changed them actually because they ran out of batteries (laughs) um but yeah like this piece survived because it was the only one that could fit on my wall because how big I work (laughs) the others had to be deconstructed unfortunately Um, but that will go into later because I have a few stories about that but um Mm. yeah mainly my work is kind of abstract I I do actually really like working with butterflies so good shout there Megan (laughs) (laughs) and um, botanical art I'm really into um so yeah painting whatever comes to mind really cool that's lovely that is that's I could I don't think we could have put it any better ourselves no I really couldn't that was good Um, (laughs) so we like our interview we had last time we sent Michelle some questions so that she was prepared so she didn't just come on here and have a brain fart so (laughs) we will start we'll start we'll start with question one like mastermind question one (laughs) what has your favorite exhibition been since you've been a practice since you've been like a practicing artist what's your favorite exhibition been well i have quite a few for this so hold on tight for what i'm about to say (laughs) um so i think i'm gonna go from when we graduated so Mm -hmm. i think it was like june was it june 2019 yeah yeah. so long ago i know um i think i went to london with a friend August time September she was there doing an internship so I just visited her and Mm -hmm. um, we went to well there was an exhibition I wanted to see by an artist called Franz Lise McGurn don't know if you've heard of her Uh, I haven't but and and 
I can see I'm I'm clever. Well, keep talking, keep talking. I can describe her work, but you guys can Google it whenever you want to. Um, she's a painter, obviously. Um, she works on canvas, but the thing about her is that she uses the wall as a canvas as well. So I was actually watching a video of hers um, the other day and she was just explaining like the canvas is going afterwards. So she kind of like paints the wall of whatever, you know, gallery she's in mm -hmm. and whatever she thinks the paintings work alongside that. So they're kind of like mm. a continuation. And what she does is that she uses like figures and load of mark making and yeah. the line work is incredible. Like I, I saw her at Tate Britain and I know that she's got work at oh, the Tate Liverpool or something, but I couldn't get down there to mm -hmm. see it. Um, yeah. But I went at the Tate Britain and she had this, it was like a room, like it was all her work in this room. And mm -hmm. it was amazing because the walls were so high and she painted even like the ceiling at one point. I was just like, oh my God, how did she even get up there? <laughs> <But> next <laughs> <Do> level. <laughs> it was next level. And I was just like so shocked because the lines and the mark making were so neat and tidy and that's my aesthetic so was, <laughs> yep, definitely yeah. I was definitely um living for that but um yeah the, she actually had another show on March of last year which you know is a demon month <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yes <laughs> um, and I actually yeah. went to London a week before lockdown which is my you know memory of last year <laughs> to do another gallery crawl and um it wasn't her show it was well, the show I think it was moving on to another show which I did go and see but her work was on the week before and I couldn't make it I was really sad but I saw <laughs> another artist um called Donna Huanca that's some butchered her surname I'm sorry <laughs> Donna Huanca <laughs> it's okay <laughs> um but again they're really large paintings and mm -hmm. because the turnaround was so quick from like Franz Lee's like, you know one that I didn't see to yeah. her she had like these paintings but they were wet and they were she was using like oil so they were like uh, real the set like this what's it the stench sorry it's so <laughs> bad like I had to leave in like five minutes because it was so strong yeah and, again you guys can google her work when you can yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, they were so strong but like I just couldn't stop looking at them but I was just like I'm gonna die in this room <laughs> I, don't, I don't care because the art is incredible that's um, part I, of the experience. Yes, maybe. it is. Yeah, <laughs> I it's, mean, like choking. It's it's like both the artists you did you just described said the the gallery said, "How big do you want your paintings?" And they just said, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, but with that, it's actually quite a funny story because I posted some pictures of that show on my Instagram story, and do you guys remember Jamisha? Yes. yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. she was the year ahead of us. Um, she like commented like, no, oh, she like sent me a message saying like, oh, glad you didn't get any paint on your clothes or something. I was like, what is she on about? And oh. she went to see that exhibition and yeah. she got some oil on her coat. And I was like, oh no. God. Oh, no. And I was like, thank God and go too close to them. <laughs> oh, I was no. like, oh, that is the worst. But Does that count as theft? <laughs> she oh. stole half of a painting. Like accidental theft. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just shocked. Like, I didn't get too close to them, but like they were so wet, like you could have literally like yeah. your clothes are ruined. But wow. oh, bless her. <laughs> bless her. <laughs> Oh, so. no. 
Um, and and before we get before we go on to the next question, I will say that all of Instagram, all of Instagrams, all of Michelle's social media and everything that she's on will be linked in our episode description. So if at any point she references it, you can go and look and find out where she does her art, what she does, and all of that kind of stuff. Okay, exactly. just thought I had to say that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's carry uh, so on. So Michelle, what's your favourite piece of work you've made and why? Um, well, I think the favourite piece is the one I spoke about <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> um, I think it's because it's just lasted with me. Like I didn't think I would be able to have it up in my room. Because mm -hmm. um, yeah. I had you know, those five large canvases that I did um, for degree. Yeah. And I pretty much cried taking them home because it was so large. Yeah. And um, I remember having to hire someone to get it back to mine. And oh, um, luckily wow. it was in the summer and the weather was nice. So I had them in my garden for like, oh, I mean, I didn't have them out there all night because that'd be <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, but I'd like kind of moved them back and forth into the conservatory that we have. And mm -hmm. yeah. I'd take them out for like their walk every morning because <laughs> um, um, yeah because I had to take them apart and that was kind of like my summer project that I was doing <laughs> taking them all apart and I got a lot of wood out of it so <laughs> I can Thanks. imagine yeah I remember yeah. seeing it on your story you'd like deconstructed and picked sections out and it was quite interesting to see how this mm. massive canvas had re been reduced down to many smaller paintings and it's like that's quite interesting in itself because your paintings are very large so it's like yeah. why would you want to destroy that and then you look at the smaller paintings you're like well you're actually capturing very interesting sections and creating mm. a new a new story for the painting so it was yeah. very exciting like the whole the whole the narrative like not mutates but it evolves through those remove that not removing but the, creating those smaller paintings and like that and the narrative of your paintings, although when you, if you first looked at them, you would, you would see them as a collective piece. But like, but like Megan said, there is so many little things inside those paintings of yours. They could be like, oh, what's that trying to tell me? Oh, that, that, you know, that colour blends really well with this. What's that trying to tell me? That, you know, there's so many things hidden in those layers of your paintings that, yeah, I could keep going on forever and ever. <laughs> Yeah, the best thing about it was obviously making them into the smaller canvases and mm -hmm. because I took all the skills that we learned, you know, from uni mm -hmm. and um, actually applied them to, you know, my real life because obviously we didn't <laughs> have like um, all the equipment that we used in uni. I, I bought like a clamp so I could put the two bits of wood together while I was drilling <laughs> into it and um, yeah, like, I mean my first canvas that I made was shockingly bad and every time I you know <laughs> oh, no. kept making them they got better and better so practice definitely does make perfect yes. uh, <laughs> but uh yeah it was a fun thing and yeah I just kept this one because luckily my sister moved out and I gained her bedroom which has a bigger <laughs> wall space so we all get yeah. things so yeah. I am really glad you kept one hole because they were really stunning and it was one of those where it was a little bit sad to see them being reduced down because it yeah. was so it during for those who didn't see during the degree show when you walked in it was like this amazing room filled with massive paintings that had so much detail and 
and mm-hmm. it was just sad but I'm so glad you've kept one of them big and large and proud yeah. <laughs> honestly I think I would have cried if I took this apart because I every time I would look at it I would just you know like be really proud like I'd be proud of the other ones but they wouldn't like make me as happy as this one did so I'm yeah, glad I yeah. exactly so go on to our next question what does your art me- artwork mean to you as in does it have a story or a meaning or is it just for fun um well that's quite a deep question which <laughs> I think since graduating I've had a lot of thought about mm-hmm. um I definitely think that my art doesn't have a whole meaning behind it um I think just what happens in the moment really like I like to consume a lot of things you know like looking at art music tv i think that's all contributing factors to how i make Mm -hmm. my art and i think that's evolved a lot in the year and a half that i've been out of uni because i look back at my time now i'm just like why didn't i do this why didn't i do that and i don't really want to be negative about it but i just wish i could kind of like (laughs) redo it with you guys and i think i would have such a different experience you know yeah yeah we're it i think the difference with being at uni compared to making art outside is that at uni you are a lot of the time you are making work for a deadline and for that you are pushing yourself to not make as much work with a meaning you're making it making work to see where it could take you next whereas on the outside you could make work a bit more personal you can think more about it before you jump in and all of that like does have a different does make a difference in terms of like whether whether a piece of work is meant to have a narrative or a story or whether it is just for fun or whether it's to pay the next electric bill you know it's you know like it's so it's so different now outside of uni to make work than it is in uni Hmm. yeah I think it's been a hard one like I've done a couple of commissions for people and like I've enjoyed doing them but they're not like my style of art and mm. it just made me question yeah. like what is my style I don't really want a style but it's just I you know when I was in uni I had I, I had a style but like it was like a Michelle thing like you knew it was my work like mm. but that yes. wasn't the style if you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah like, <laughs> like you had a methodology to your work and that was instantly recognizable mm-hmm. yeah and obviously doing the commissions they were fine and fun I recently did one for my sister because she obviously moved and she wanted some art and it was just exhausting because a I was using gold leaf never again it's the worst (laughs) (laughs) and um it was just like she wanted all that fluid art and I liked doing fluid art but uh, it was just a pain in the butt (laughs) <laughs> it makes oh, me cry no. I have nightmares about it <laughs> oh, be like fighting to paint some butterflies and leaves and stuff on it be oh like God, please yes. <laughs> <laughs> it praying. really was traumatic <laughs> praying to all the gods and I've actually like wrapped it up because I don't want to look at it it's literally on the other side of my room <laughs> but um like, no I just oh, think no. at the end of the day like I, I think I took some time off after uni and didn't make any work for a bit Mm. and like we all kind of did really um but I've started doing a sketchbook again just you know like what you know what I like doing and I think it's my new year project to kind of fill the whole thing 
so one project at a time i think yeah exactly oh brilliant <laughs> right so on to our next question what's your favorite university memory that moves on quite nicely to be fair <laughs> <laughs> uh um there's so many um i think the main one was probably obviously like hanging out with you guys in the studio that was <laughs> i just loved coming in every day that's why i like Came, came in at you know nine to six and just spent all of my time there because it was just a fun place to hang out like mm-hmm. even doing work and just like talking uh, yelling at you guys <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah we weren't um, easy to get on with but yeah. you you always were in like you were so dedicated nine till later it was like ridiculous it'd be like you yeah. stuck to those times every day you were like dedicated hardcore yeah. Yeah. we were we were in but we spent a good two or three hours a day in town shopping <laughs> <laughs> or watching no. or, or watching videos or guys guys food. that was the warm-up <laughs> from what you were going to do later yes it was you needed to yeah. shop <laughs> we did it was it see it, it was just part of our routine that oh should we stop off at primark see what they have or stop <laughs> off at forbidden planet and there's this look at all the pop vinyl figures or whatever yeah and then we'd come back in and michelle would be like painting this massive canvas and we'd just yeah. be like maybe we should be doing some work <laughs> so i mean yeah. you guys feel guilty then i'm sorry <laughs> no because no. and i said i said this to jagjet as well that being as being you you guys know me i am one i was one of the laziest artists in first year i was just like look i don't need to do it i'm fine but being around <laughs> Like I had four people, like there with Michelle and Jagja and Megan and we and Nazarene as well. All four of you would be making work and be constantly pushing yourselves all the time. And there's me just like, oh, maybe I should do the same. And you inspired me to do more. And you made me do like fall in love with my practice more because I was re- replicating like the environment I was in. And I was just like i'm gonna take this into my adult life and do it and i'm yeah i haven't but i'm i've tried my hardest so you i know. think yeah it's been really difficult to make art work outside mm-hmm. of uni because we don't we all don't have a space that we can just escape to which no. is yeah. kind of sad that is one of the major things i miss like going upstairs to see jagjit when she was on another floor oh my god <laughs> yeah it was so much fun yeah and oh. Obviously, like oh. the New York trip that, you know, me, Megan, and not you, yep. Charlie, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about this. No, <laughs> no, honestly, I think that's one of my biggest regrets is not is not going to New York at least once. But at the same time, now, thinking thinking about it, you know, I, I, I was able to enjoy it through you guys because I could see mm. how much time, fun you guys had. And I was just like, I'm so glad they're having fun. I was like a proud <laughs> mum. I was just like my babies are having fun and it made me so happy and I've said that when America isn't the dumpster fire it is I'm gonna go but you know that might be for another you know a good four or five years yet so we Mm. shall see I just thought it was really wonderful the fact that how excited Michelle would get when going to museums and that Mm because like I'd already been blessed to go before but then it was like michelle got all excited it's like oh my god yeah. this is exciting know, you're right like <laughs> yeah and i remember like i t- did a day with you megan where we went around like the shops and everything and i bought my um new york jumper which i still love and i still yes. wear yes you did yeah <laughs> and uh, yeah. Oh, it's just it was just a good time and 
I wish I could do it all again because I regret not going to the Glossier store with Jack Chit Nursery. That's my one big oh. regret as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I can get that one. I understand that. And okay. obviously just spending more time at the museums and the Met. Oh my God, I watched um, Ocean's 8 last night and it was about, oh, yeah. you know, have you seen that movie? Um, yes. <laughs> and it was just like they showed the Met and I was like, oh, I want to be there right now. Oh, <laughs> Oh. Yeah, and I th- I think we could we could easily do an entire podcast episode of just us talking about uni because that we had there was just so many things that uni like presented us and made us appreciate as people artists who the hell what you know we did it, it I think it changed all of us in in ways that we didn't expect it to. So I've ma- I've made a note of it. Don't worry. We're gonna do we'll do a podcast episode on <laughs> university in the future. So we are gonna yeah. go. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say I definitely agree with that because um, my confidence was quite low coming into the first year, and mm-hmm. me growing in a, as a person towards the end of you know uni, I was really thankful for that. Yeah. yeah, you were very shy. I remember during foundation, you were very shy. And then it's like you slowly grew into this confident human being. And it's like, yes. <laughs> I think yeah. that actually showed showed with your work as well. Because during first year, it was like you were on these massive pa- pieces of paper and you were creating these amazing collages. And then towards the end, you got so confident and the layout of everything changed again. It was just really amazing to see your progression through the three years. And mm-hmm. I definitely think your confidence was built up and I was really excited yeah. to see where you were heading to. It was brilliant. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to move on to our next question. So, Michelle, when did you start your artistic journey? Well, I think art has always been a part of me, um, if that's one way to describe it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've always done some form of drawing since, I don't know, I think my earliest memory is probably drawing in primary school. Mm -hmm. Um, I have one specific memory of drawing something for a teacher and they ended up showing it to the whole class and I was like, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) And and I don't know if you guys remember, like back in the day, this is like when we were in primary school, they used to have these like projectors where you'd put like a bit of paper on this thing and then it would project onto the screen that's like old school projection oh yes and they did that with my drawing and I was like oh my god like 11 year old Michelle was like can you please get that (laughs) right now so um I think I was quite embarrassed in my work back then because I was drawing like you know like cartoons and all that I think all kids do when they start Mm -hmm. their art career um but obviously we got to like high school and I started doing GCSEs and art was literally like all the way through and Mm -hmm. I think when I started making these big sketchbooks for A-level they were like me describing with my arms right now you know you can't see (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to carry them around the school like they were my babies I was like don't touch these are my children (laughs) and um, yeah like obviously we went through that kind of art in GCSE for like you know exams or whatever and then we got to foundation and that transition shook me because it's like you go from doing stuff by the book and then them teaching you like oh you can be free and do all this stuff with your feet and yes. you know, your hands and you make them <laughs> know you know yeah yeah they were like put tape a pencil to your forehead 
you will now paint with your forehead. And you're like, but my A-level teacher told me to paint with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember that being like the first ever drawing lesson was like, forget everything you knew about drawing. You're going to draw every piece of your body that you could possibly draw with. And just be like, I was not ready for this. Like all at, my, like, at college, I was only, only taught literally like like you guys paint with your hands and possibly paint like or draw without looking at what you're drawing and that was it whereas you know like I remember we were like taping pencils and charcoal to our feet and, our, <laughs> and like our elbows and we were drawing on the person's neck to our next to us without looking and yeah that was, that was a <laughs> crazy time yeah. and it's like I remember um when we did obviously start the uni course and mm-hmm. um, we used to do like life drawing all the time yeah. and it was to begin with a bit like I didn't enjoy doing it but then I just kind of like oh okay I'll get, get there get used to it and yeah. um, it did actually help me to get like that you know when I used to do um, the open days and stuff mm-hmm. yes the uni. Yeah. Um, that's how I managed to get like I don't want to say scouted but you know one of the tutors like put me forward <laughs> like, for it Ooh. yeah and I was like thank you <laughs> For yeah. helping me build my confidence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I do remember those. They were great. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. like, I think, I don't think I've ever met someone whose artistic journey hasn't been with them the entire their entire lives. I think there's only one person I could probably think of where they're like, oh, I took it because it's easy, and it's like, you know, you either <laughs> you either live this stuff, breathe this stuff, bleed this stuff. Or you're a fake fan. I'm sorry. Like you know, mm. people can appreciate art. I understand that. But it to, you know, someone's artistic journey, like as deep as we are. Here we are. You know, here we are. Like 24, 25 years into our lives. You know, and we've literally lived and breathed art since we've been born, practically. Yeah. And it's I like, just love the fact oh. that you can pinpoint back to when your teacher was like, "I'm proud." Yeah, just that. <laughs> here you go. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird because I like you were saying, like, we've been doing art or I've been doing art like all the time. And it makes you think mm-hmm. like now that we're older and now that I'm out of uni, I, I've come to like hate it and like hear me out. Like <laughs> I think yeah. doing art all the time. I know there's some people that can do art all the time and create things, mm-hmm. but with me it kind of gave me like a crisis sometimes where I just like is this what I really want to be doing? And I know, like, I've decided, like, I don't want to be an artist all the time. And that's fine. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that's going to burn me out in some way, like, yeah. doing it all the time because it made me feel unhappy doing it. And I feel like doing art now is kind of like, I want it to be more of a release, which I'm trying to learn how to yeah. manage that. Yeah, I, th- I think, well, I felt, I, I think, like, me and Megan have talked about it before that I had a very big, fall out with art as soon as the degree was over I was just like I've got I've got other things to be concentrating on and I feel like I forgot how much of an actual release it was for me yeah like when I, and I, I fell back in love with it like at the it was about halfway due through lockdown one and I was just like actually no that you know this is my release this is my I'm doing it because I enjoy it I'm not doing it for X, Y, and Z people. I'm doing it because I want to do it. And like, like you, like you said, Michelle, like, you know, because it literally been nonstop 
for like three years I, you, you know you do burn yourself out you do you know you, it drains you having to think up all these different ideas all the time or even just bringing yourself to painting a canvas you know if it, you're doing that day in and day out you know it does you know it kind of takes a bit of you away and you well, you know yeah. you have to obviously I know some people like Michelle said can do can just generate art all the time and I'm so envious of those people because <laughs> I'm just like why like just give me some of your energy please <laughs> you know but, I think it is just the fact that like you're in school the entire time and it's just constantly making and having mm -hmm. deadlines and having what you need to have done and when you need to have done so you kind yeah. of lose the fun of it and the reason for the release and it does it does take on a more stressful idea because your brain's like for the past however many years of my life it has been the one thing that has caused stress so I think it'd be an yeah. interesting direction to see where you go if you, in the future Michelle when it isn't such a stressful thing yeah yeah and now it, like life got in the way sometimes like I'm working mm -hmm. part-time at the minute and I actually passed my test driving in August congratulations so I've become more free about going out obviously we can't go out but you know like yeah driving to and from work but um yeah. there was a lot of adult things I needed to complete before you know I carried on with art so mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see what's coming up for me too, yeah. even though I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, you know, that's the joy of, you know, of art. You can discover now now that you've, you know, you've come, you've come to terms with what, uh, like you have reteaching yourself to have it as a release and as a hobby and something that you can be passionate about in your own time. You know, it, it, you'll, it will take you on a, a different journey that you might have expected which of course you know the destination may be the same but the journey may be different you know yeah as, that, so, as they say <laughs> Sorry, moving could... into our next question <laughs> yes. what is your dream project um well like I said like my projects this year are probably going to be pretty small and mm. like I said the sketchbook even completing that is like <laughs> check and I've actually um this is not really like an art thing but it's it kind of is at the same time um I downloaded this app where it's like one second a day I don't know if you've heard mm. of it um where for the next year you basically just record a one second clip yeah and at the end of the year you should have like a seven minute video of like you know things you've done in the year and yeah, I'm basically cool. like doing it as like a little art project I've never tried it before so I just thought I'd hmm. That's and really interesting. Ten days so far, so <laughs> nice. That's yeah. brilliant. This yeah. way, you'll have like a whole exhibition. It'll be your life, and it'll be like on a big projection. It'll be your seven-minute mm. video on loop with your yeah. paintings. I know, this alongside. app is like avant-garde. Like how artsy <laughs> <Yeah>. is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but staying on the same topic of like a dream project, it doesn't have to be art-related at all. Like it could be like a, a jagjit. And I'm trying to remember what she said last uh, in our last interview. She like her dream project was something along the lines of just like curating, like whether it be fashion or art or something like that, creating curating an exhibition in something that she would be passionate about. Like if you had to work for anybody, like they said, like say Beyonce or Solange came up to you and like, yo bitch, like you know we want we want you to you want we want you to work for us. And it could be anything you wanted. 
what would that be? Not saying that you 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 know that Beyonce would come up to you and don't use that scenario, but whatever you wanted as a dream project. You know, it's hard to put my finger on it. I just don't really know. Like, I, I just I don't really like looking ahead in the future anyway. So it's just <laughs> I just think if I keep liking things and consuming things, it makes me a happy person. And just yeah, I think doing that has made me think more about like where my art wants to go and I think it'll just fall into place you know like mm -hmm. if anything does come ahead of me like it'll just fit like I don't want it to just me to force things otherwise it'll just make me feel like yeah not well <laughs> yeah. yeah no I and, can understand that yeah and right now taking it one day at a time in every possible way is I think that's how the world is going to be living for a long, long time. That I mean, Michelle literally is taking it one day at a time, one second at a time. So yeah, literally. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, so our next question, we'll, we'll move on because we could talk about dream projects till the end of time. <laughs> that what, so we, we discussed this question a little bit before, before we got onto our interview that what is the best advice you were given as an artist? Now, I, I, I think, you know, or what, what piece of advice, what's the best advice you could give as an artist? Because, you know, you, or, you've been there, you've done it. Yeah. Or on the other side, what advice has a tutor given you that inspired you, maybe? Yeah. Exactly. I know for Jadget, that was like something that was important. Don't know if mm -hmm. that helps, maybe. <laughs> I think, yeah, because I was hearing that episode with Jagjit and she was saying what Ruth had said and I was just like, yeah. oh. Um, <laughs> but um, I think my advice to, you know, other people would be if you really like doing art, I think just don't take a GCSE and A level so seriously because no. with that, they make you do sketchbooks that aren't really like art. Like, it's like work and then annotation. Work, yeah. annotation. And it's just like with uni it's like you make art all the time even your sketchbook is like filled with like all sorts of things no words until you have to do the essay but yeah, <laughs> yeah so just like keep I know Ed's told me in the past like keep doing what you're doing that's literally the only bit of advice he was telling me during our <laughs> tutorials keep doing what you're doing like I'm just like thanks Ed <laughs> that's motivational yeah Oh, gets it tattooed on back. <laughs> hey, yeah, next time I see him, just flash from back. <laughs> yeah, that sounds weird, but you that, know what I mean. That could that could give the a, a wrong message to some very thirsty travellers. You know, keep oh, doing yeah, what you're doing. But at the same at the same time, like you know, if I looked at like like Michelle said, doing like don't take GCSE and A level like especially sketchbooks don't take them as seriously as they make you take them because sketchbooks they they you know obviously everybody has their own flow of working not everybody is inspired to make a, you know a page of work and then a page of annotations or you know annotating the work all the time so I know my sketchbook in first year was very much following that that thing because that's all I knew but then second year and third year I was just like hey I'm just going to splash and paint in these pages because I want to and I'm not going to leave a word anywhere because, you know, and it just like it, everybody has their own free way of working and sketchbooks, you know, they, they, they themselves become a piece of work. 
you know because yeah. you put so much time in them and your I you know everything goes into one that you know you shouldn't worry so much about how it looks just let it flow freely and if it takes you on a journey down yellow brick road let just let it let it go you know yeah see where it goes I think it'll I, be beautiful sorry <laughs> okay, I think I've worry. always found it really hard though because although you do the GCSEs to get the marks and you have to follow the particular curriculum mm -hmm. in the arts world that is not at all how it works that's no. not how the arts world is and they're like this is what you need to do to be an artist during A-levels and you're like no really queen <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, like, I remember in foundation um we had to do like these books like they were like little kind of like notebooks where we had to write down like what you're feeling about that one piece of Megan I don't know if you remember that but yeah. um I really hated doing that and then when it came to like them checking our books I like spent a day like writing down everything I'd done for that week <laughs> or that month because I didn't do it in the moment because I don't really like to write down what I do in the moment I just do, do it, it. You know? yeah exactly yeah. and like what and it's an it's an age-old argument that you know and it, it peeves me off right right off that you know I can see and and this is going to come across really badly but you know before Christmas there was a six-year-old who painted who does these beautiful paintings and he he was he was given a royal commission to do a portrait of um William and Kate and their children and then there's me just like look I spent 16 years of my life qualifying to do this and yet he <laughs> you know this child can do this and be like world renowned it overnight and you know it, sometimes I think that it was it worth it was it is it worth doing all the all the qualifications or not but you know it's yeah I don't know where that point was going I'm sorry <laughs> I don't know I think it's definitely worth it from the aspect of I actually have a professional outlook on the arts world now but yeah. that's not GCSE level that's that's a uh, BA level so yeah. there's actually like a professional outlook on things and yeah. also I actually wanted to explore galleries and stuff and opportunities and that's completely amazing in that respect but moving on to the next question yes uh Michelle where would you love to exhibit um well I think because I really liked going to see her work at the Tate Britain. I think maybe Tate Britain would be a nice place because it's just so beautiful. Like inside, like I don't know what I can't remember, remember what was hanging, but it was just, just... the Tate Britain is a very classy music uh, gallery. It's very classy. It's and it is it is your aesthetic like straight away. Like it's like oh, I can see that there. Yeah, and I can definitely they see had, there. Sorry, and sorry. the fact that they had. Um, <laughs> You know, her work, which is kind of like contemporary, involved with like art that's like quite old and, you know, mm -hmm. timely. Like, and I don't really know the words, like, but you know what I mean? Like traditional, <laughs> like traditional. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it, they're, they're, this is in there's so many like beautiful galleries out there to exhibit in. And, you know, the only way most of us are going to get into one of them is if we win a prize or we die. Which is, which kind of makes you, you know, makes me really sad. I know it's it's, it's twenty twenty one. <laughs> we can be morbid now. <laughs> no, I think it would be really exciting though. I think that would be really cool mm -hmm. if your work was exhibited there, especially with the larger scale work. I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, the Turner and the Turner Prize is always held in the Tate Britain as well. So you might in the future, Michelle. You know, yeah, that might no, be where you're headed anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, All of our viewers. 
fast listeners keep your ears and eyes open for where michelle's career is gonna go oh my god it's probably gonna go in the trash because <laughs> i no, just <laughs> don't don't think that okay so megan our new task for 2022 is we're gonna open a gallery called trash so then michelle can exhibit there okay so that's that how sounds good hey. me. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if that actually picked up and then we had a gallery and we just exhibited loads of artists and it was it's like hi a... welcome to trash <laughs> I mean, where are you know? exhibiting this season oh the trash gallery you paid money to put your work in trash wow yes. <laughs> <laughs> i love that oh. um but yeah I, I can totally see you working it get, getting work into the tape tape written i could also thinking about it i could also see you in the national gallery in the contemporary wing because that the very similar kind of aesthetic very classy very traditional but surrounds itself with contemporary as well i've not been to the national gallery in many years so it could have all changed since then yeah i haven't been (laughs) in a a while (laughs) hey national gallery hit us up let us know what's going on (laughs) with you right now Oh, this is where they're like, we have a website. Why haven't you looked? They're like, hmm. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, so, yeah. Hmm. Um, if anybody has any questions for Michelle, though, I'd love for you to email them in and let us know yeah. or tweet us some questions for Michelle to forward on. Yes. Um, if you're interested in you have in any questions, work. Michelle? Yeah. <laughs> um, not that I can think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, we... Yeah, if you have any questions, if you, if you, you know, want to know more about Michelle's work, what she uses, all that kind of thing, that all of her, so uh, the applicable social medias will be in the episode description, and of course, you know, like Megan said, don't be afraid to contact us. We don't bite. Well, I might do if you catch me at a different time, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know. That's not very COVID safe, Charlie. (laughs) I'll have a mask on, don't worry. (laughs) But yeah, so thank you, Michelle, for being on our podcast episode this week. Thanks for having me. That's okay. And (laughs) we will probably will have a reunion of our uni days in the future and it's penciled in to my diary so it's somewhere yeah we could get judge on we have a, yes. a four-way chat about uni yeah. life <laughs> yes could do yeah but, we would like the whole group but unfortunately uh due to work schedules and that it has been yes. very difficult so um, it, is, it has been very difficult but yeah and if you want if you are an interesting person that we know or you <laughs> Or if you are just an interesting person and you think that you would, you know, you want, you would like to come onto our our podcast, please let us know and we'll get get in contact and we'll see where things go. It would be it might be the beginning of a beautiful relationship. We shall see. And we'll send you a million questions to stress about. Yes. <laughs> and you'll get marked on each one of them. What <laughs> was my mark for the questions that I answered? <laughs> you did really well. It was really good. Yeah, but. Thank you again for everyone who, everyone listening. And this has been Tea Time with me, Charlie. Me, Megan, and our special guest. Yes. Me, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs>